as the universe does, it delivers what you really want, not what you say what you want. In today's episode, I'm chatting to Sarah Wiles, an online business mentor for done-for-you service providers. Sarah tells us about how motherhood motivated her leap out of corporate and into the online space, about the fast success she experienced as she transitioned from VA to OBM and then mentor. We talk about the importance of looking after ourselves as mothers and business owners, and Sarah is incredibly honest about a key turning point for her, which enabled her to ditch the mindset that success came at the cost of hustle and sacrifice. What is it like working with your best friend? What does it feel like when you realize you need to make space for the things that you want? We talk about all of this and so much more. So let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. So hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. Welcome back to the show. Joining me today is Sarah Wiles. Sarah is an online business mentor for Done For You service providers. She helps virtual assistants, online business managers, and social media managers go from frazzled to focused stark to sold out and bewildered to balanced. She's also a wife, a mama, a dog mama, exercise enthusiast, champagne connoisseur, which I love, four-letter word addict, swearing's fine on the show, just FYI, and co-founder and co-host of the Happy Thoughts show. I'm so excited to have Sarah on the show today because I've followed her online for a good old while now and enjoyed witnessing her progression to where she is today. And I've been a longtime fan of the Happy Thoughts show, which if you haven't checked it out, you simply have to do. It's so, so good. And one of the many reasons I'm excited to have Sarah joining us, not just because I've clearly been online stalking her for a while, <laughs> but is because Sarah shares so much value online and has such an obvious passion for helping women in business. So I knew she would be a perfect guest for us today. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And also, can I just say listening to someone with an English accent for an hour is like my idea of heaven. (laughs) When you asked me, I was like, I'll be right there. Whatever day, whatever time I'll be right there. Cause anything you say sounds amazing. So thank you for having me on. Thank you. Well, maybe I should mention that to more guests (laughs) to get them on the show. By the way, I have an English accent. Does that sway you in coming Uh on the show? (laughs) They're going to be like, yes, a hundred percent. It does. I love that. (laughs) So let's dig in right at the start. You had a job in the corporate space. Tell me a little bit about what that was and what made you decide to take the leap into having an online business. Yeah. So I spent eight years producing high-end and a few celebrity corporate events for a very small company. And what was really great is I started at this small company right out of college. And because it was so small, I had the ability to get lots of um, responsibility very young mm. and, and very quickly climb the ladder in that in that company. Um, and it was great and lovely and fun. And I traveled around the country and, you know, went to Hawaii five wow. times and wow. um, did everything from a 5,000 person trade show to a 20 person VIP group on oh, the wow. island of Maui. Um, 
and you know, everything changes when you have a baby and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what happened for me. So I had my son in November of 2015 and I worked in a company that was owned by a man who really just did (laughs) not understand. (laughs) Yep. I mean, he had children, um, but I don't think he understood what life looks like for a mother after having a child. And they, he was really unwilling to work with me on the travel piece. Mm -hmm. And I was unwilling to, um, you know, travel when I had an infant for 10 days at a time. That's too long, isn't it? And that's so small. Yeah. And, you know, I was breastfeeding and that was just not a thing that I wanted to do. So, so, you know, that, that, uh, relationship ended pretty, you know, naturally and amicably. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as the universe does, it plopped an opportunity right into my lap. I was, I had a, um, a friend that I knew, a family friend who reached out to me, who, um, had started or started along with someone else in, uh, a startup. They started a startup and (laughs) that's the technical term for starting a startup. You just start a startup. Um, and she reached out and she knew that, uh, at the time my husband and I were trying to move back home because we had a tiny baby and we mm-hmm. wanted more support because you don't know before you have a tiny baby, how much work <laughs> yes. a tiny baby You is. have no idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. She just reached out and said, Hey, I have a role. It's work from home. We understand that your son is your wow. first priority. And are you interested? I think it could be great for you. And I said, sign me up today. <laughs> so I did that for almost a year. And I mean, honestly, what happened, Corey, is they were so young and fun. You know, it's like the Hamilton musical. They were young, scrappy, and hungry, right? Yeah. And I was old, tired, and also hungry (laughs) because I had a tiny baby, right? Yeah. And so I just felt like I really loved them, and I loved what they did, and I loved what they stood for, but I couldn't quite give them what they needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when the online piece really opened up to me. And you know, my you know my best friend, who's also my business partner, Lacey yes. Seitz, and she She's had my been wonderful online. coach. Yeah, <laughs> and she had been online for gosh, maybe about a year at that point that I came online, maybe a year and a half. And I had kind of dabbled in the online space before, but mm-hmm. I, I would really say desperation pushed me <laughs> over mm. the edge and really made me just say, you know, buckle down and start the business and, and make it work. So that's that's. That's my story of how I got here. I had a I baby. Nothing else worked, so I made this yes. work. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I had a similar, a slightly more protracted and drawn out <laughs> situation, yeah. and then the universe finally intervened, gave me an almighty elbow, and and got me out of my job. And so then I was like, oh shit, I have to figure it out. But oh shit, so, right? Yeah, yeah. But actually, that's the kind of impetus that we need sometimes to make that leap, isn't it? A hundred percent. I honestly think that desperation is sometimes the best motivator. The best people. reason. Yeah. I also say that I started my business because I was pissed off. So <laughs> I think that's another really good reason to like get going in the beginning. What is it? Um, what is that quote? Hell hath no fury, like a woman scorned. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think if, and then if you added mother, I think it kind oh. of 10 X is that, doesn't it? Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> so tell me, cause I know that actually when you did start your business online, you saw some success really quickly, didn't you? Can you share that with us? I can. So again, I, I think so often people will ask the question, like what made the difference and you know, why was this time so successful? And mm-hmm. again, I really think it was the desperation and yeah. you know, because of the desperation, I had such a massive belief in the fact that this was going to work. Yeah. So there was no other option for me. It was this or nothing else. Mm-hmm. It was this because there was no nothing else. And so I just believed that it was possible. And I just showed up like that was the truth. You know, so consistency, showing up, belief, the universe, all of those things really just yeah. commingled into this beautiful 
you know, situation where I had tons of clients very quickly. And I think it was either two or four weeks. It's been a minute. So I need to revisit that timeline. But um, I think it was two weeks after I started the business, I gave my two weeks notice at my startup. That's super fast. Because yes. I had, you know, I was at yes. that transition point where, you know, you can only take on so many more clients while still working your full-time job while, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. having a 16-month-old on your hip. So, <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I love that you touched on belief there because something that I've been noticing as I've been interviewing women who've had success in their business is that seems to be a really key theme. And I know it's so kind of critical and actually the one of the things that keeps people stuck and slows down their progression towards their ideals and their success is not having that rock solid belief. So I think cultivating that belief is so key. So I love that you shared that because that's been instrumental in your journey. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, so you, when you started out, was that purely in a VA role? What did that look like in the beginning? Yes. Yeah, so I was doing only virtual assisting work. Uh, and it's so funny and we'll get into this in a little bit, but now I mentor people who are starting and scaling, mm-hmm. you know, done, I call them done for you service uh, providers. So those are virtual assistants, online business managers, social media managers, designers, you know, mm-hmm. as you would say a lot. And <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I feel so proud of myself for that. <laughs> Good British um, phrase. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. Um, yeah. So what's so funny is so many people come to me and they're like, I don't have the skills that are needed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so let's talk about, let's talk yes. about what skills are needed to start out as a, you know, as an entry level virtual assistant. And they're really not many. If you can post to social media mm-hmm. and use YouTube and Google and figure out the rest, you're all good. As long yeah. as you're resourceful and you're willing to figure things out, you have everything that you need. So yes. that's really what I did is I, 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 you know, I think like attracts like. So I was at the mm-hmm. beginning of my business and I really attracted people who were similarly at the beginning stages of their business. Mm-hmm. So our skill sets and our levels really matched each other very well. Perfect. So I did that for a while and then kept learning more and learning more. So the clients would ask me to take on more. I would learn mm-hmm. more myself. And then, you know, one day I woke up and realized, wow, I'm actually an OBM here, <laughs> right? I'm it's actually time doing, to start calling myself this. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing a lot of systems. I'm doing a lot of processes. I'm helping talk my clients through a lot of their, uh, you know, projects and launches. Mm-hmm. So let's do more of that. And so what I realized, um, is people don't really care what you call yourself. They care no. that you get the work done and that you do Absolutely. it well. Yeah. And so what I didn't want to do and what I see a lot of people doing is saying, I'm an OBM. I only do these things. I only, mm-hmm. right. I only want to do what's inside my nine dots here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to go hire somebody else to take care of the rest of your work. Mm-hmm. And that complicates things for people. So people yeah. don't want that. And so what I did was said, everything that we've been doing for you, for any of my existing clients, we'll keep doing mm-hmm. all of this OBM stuff. We'll keep doing. I'm now bringing on a team. And so what I ended Mm -hmm. up doing was at my highest point, I had a team of eight women and they were all mothers because I love that. Yeah. It was just important to me to give other women the opportunity to work in a way, Mm -hmm. either, you know, bring in income at night Mm -hmm. uh, if they were working day jobs still or get, you know, get out of their full-time position so that they can make income while staying at home with their children. So that's what we did. I love that. Yeah. I I only hire in my... So I have three VAs, um, I have an accountant, I have a PR lady, they're, they're all mums. And I just love that we can help each other out, give each other that kind of foot up onto the ladder, you know? Yes, I think yeah, it's, it's so amazing. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So at which point did you take on your first um, person helping you, sort of working underneath you? Mm. It was actually very early in my business. I want to say it was maybe three or four months in. 
Oh, wow. Super early, really, for most people. Yeah. yeah. But but again, I was at that, at that, you know, breaking point, you know, very mm-hmm. similar to, hey, when I was still at my, you know, startup job, I can take on this one more client, you know, this, this client, but I can't mm-hmm. keep doing what I'm doing now. And it, it was yeah. the same exact situation. Yes. So I just kind of looked at what are all the tasks that we're doing here that are, that are like, that are similar. Mm-hmm. And who do I know that could help me to do this that I trust? And so I ended up bringing on my very first team member was a mom and I worked with her in the corporate event space oh, wow. and she had just left the event planning company that I had previously worked for because she oh. had a tiny child and, you know, she was really happy to make some cash while her kid was napping. Mm-hmm. So I knew her, I trusted her, all of those things. And it made it a very easy transition for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. And then, so you then moved to having a team of eight and being very much in the OBM um, role, mm-hmm. but then you've since transitioned also into mentoring. Tell me about yeah. that. Do you still retain any OBM clients? Do you do both? What does that look like for you? So I kept, when I decided to make the transition to do more mentoring, I dipped my foot in the water to see what would happen. Yeah. But as the universe does, (laughs) (laughs) it delivers what you really want, not what you say what you want. Yes. I was at this place where I was so busy. I had tons of clients. I had eight team members. I'm managing all of this. And somewhere in my brain, I went, well, mentoring sounds like fun. Let's figure out what that would look like. But I didn't actually have the space in my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would get a client here or there for mentoring, but it didn't really take off until mm-hmm. I created this space. space for yeah, it, right? For sure. So mm-hmm. last summer, I um, let over half my clients go. Oh, wow. Was that scary? How did that yeah, feel? It was scary as shit. <laughs> but um, I just, I knew where I wanted to go and I knew that I mm-hmm. had to create, that I had to create space for that. And I try to have very good boundaries at home. I try mm-hmm. to only work during the hours that my son is in school or is sleeping. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's present time with mom and family. Mm-hmm. And um, I just knew I didn't have space. So I had to yeah. create the space and have the belief and trust that once I did that, everything else the would, universe would deliver. Yeah, And it did. So I let go of half and then I you know, took on a couple of clients and then realized, hey, I'm at an end pass again here. So I have to mm-hmm. let go of the rest of them. And here we are. <laughs> Amazing. I so love I have that. no more OBM clients and I just have mentoring clients. Oh, and so tell me, what is it that you do in your capacity as a mentor specifically? Mm-hmm. So I mentor, well, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning. Um, so I mentor done for you service providers. And so mm-hmm. it's usually one or two types, one of two types of people. They're either brand new and they have this idea, hey, I've heard of this virtual assisting thing. I think that I could do this, but I'm not really sure what steps to take. And I literally take them from nothing to, you know, full business within mm-hmm. a six month period. I've had multiple women leave nine to five. Oh, that's the best feeling, that isn't process. it? When you have somebody do that, it's just like oh, doing all kinds of happy dances in my office. Things like that happen. Yes, I love it. It's like Christmas every it day. Is, isn't it? You know? yeah. <laughs> so amazing. Or I have women who have been in this space for a while and they're having, you know, an issue in their business. They're either, mm-hmm. you know, stuck at a financial yeah. um, point and they have no idea how to scale past that. Or, you know, they're doing really well, but they're totally burnt out and they have Mm. no idea how to bring on a team or any of those things. So it's either on the starting side or on the scaling side. Love that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I know that you do, which I think is quite possibly quite unique and I think is really great, is that you actually provide your clients with warm leads, don't you? Yes. I love that. Tell me about how that came to you as a concept for your mentoring, because it isn't something that I've seen a ton of other mentors doing. So what happened was I became very well known in the online space in this, you know, small niche that that Mm -hmm. you and I are in for 
VA OBM services. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it got to a point when, when we were still doing those services where we were putting people on waiting lists, turning people mm-hmm. away. And I was, I kind of had already created a referral service because we couldn't take everybody on, but I knew so many other great providers. Mm-hmm. And so when I started doing the mentoring full time and, and let go of the other clients, the leads didn't stop coming in. Amazing. People still kept contacting yeah. me saying, are you doing this? Or do you know someone who's doing this? And you know, a light bulb went off in my head and I went, oh yeah. shit, I think we could do something really cool here. Yes. So it happened very organically at first, uh, you know, and I had fewer mentoring clients. So it was very easy to, you know, mm-hmm. fill their rosters or at least, you know, give them the experience that they needed. Mm-hmm. So many people don't even know what it's like to get on a discovery call and yes. it's very hard for them to book them. So this yeah. makes that process so much easier. And then now that I have so many more mentoring clients, I actually promote it and run the service and, you know, show up on podcasts like this and in master classes mm-hmm. and groups and, you know, help connect people to really great service providers. Oh, amazing. I love that. I think that's such a wonderful, like unique thing that you're doing then, just really helping people that bit extra. Mm-hmm. And also having a way of, you know, helping out not just the the people that you're mentoring, but all of those warm leads that are coming to you are people who need help, right? So rather than saying, sorry, we're closed on that side of the business and turning them away, you have something that they can do, somebody that you can connect them with. So I love that. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody has a VA horror story, you know? So I want to <laughs> save entrepreneurs from those horror yes. stories. So. Oh no, I don't yet. And I feel oh, like, no, no, oh, no. Good. <laughs> yeah. I just bypassed that step. Good, 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 <laughs> yeah. good. Um, so one thing that's kind of quite, I think, um, remarkable and wonderful about your story is that, you know, you have progressed and made changes and pivoted at quite a fast rate, because how long have you actually been in the online space now? March will be two years. Two years. So actually, that's a lot of progression in a short period of time. And something that I know that you've been quite vocal about talking about, which I love, is starting before you're ready. So tell me about your experience of starting before you're ready. And also, I'd love it if you could give my listeners some encouragement on that point. Yeah, for sure. So again, I come from the event planning space where... um, the only option is perfection, right? Mm -hmm. So if something goes wrong, if we have a 5,000 person event and we have a keynote speaker on stage and their mic doesn't work, it's actually the end of the world, right? Um, So I came from that space and I think that I was already um, that type of person, you know, some Mm -hmm. of those type A perfectionist tendencies and then working as an event planner really just pushed me over that crazy edge. Um, And then I came to the startup world where there is no such thing as perfection, you know, done is good enough, keep on moving or we're never going to scale this company. And I had a really hard time adjusting to that, Mm. you know, because I wanted to take more time. I wanted everything to be perfect. And my managers were like, so no, (laughs) we don't have time for that. Yeah. And Um, we have to take like messy action, don't we online? That's the thing to get going. Yes. So I loved that I had those two experiences as contrast. Mm. And then to really see that you can still push the needle forward you know, the startup that I worked for, gosh, I think when I was still there, they had secured like $30 million in series A funding, you know, which is not a little bit of money, No, you know, um, just going as fast as they could and getting, you know, good Mm -hmm. is good enough really. Yeah. And so that's what I really brought to my business. And that's what I realized made my business so successful so quickly Mm -hmm. is because I didn't wait for things to be perfect. I waited until they were good enough and I fixed them along the way. I love that. Yeah. And it's hard. It's really hard for us type A perfectionist um, people. But what I will say is the more that you do it, 
the easier it becomes. Do you, yes. do you feel like you agree with that? So true. It's like a muscle we have to work, isn't it? This kind of like not overdoing things, not kind of rereading that email the seventh time before I send it, you know, yes. putting those extra buffs and polishes on things before they go out the door. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's funny. Somebody the other day told me that they found a um, typo in one of my <laughs> PDF opt-ins and I was like, I'm not changing it. Yeah, <laughs> it fine. doesn't matter. We're no. not. And I think the perspective is important too, right? Like I'm not curing cancer. You're not curing cancer. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like we're just showing up for each other the best that we can with Absolutely. the tools that we have in every single day. And that's enough. Um, yeah. And I think that's the beauty of sort of this, definitely the online space that we're in is that people aren't expecting that kind of corporate perfection, if you know what I mean. In the corporate space, it is sort of super important. And things that are important there aren't necessarily as important when you're online. And people will hire you based on you and you being a human and a real 3D person, not whether or not you had any typos, you know, so. Mm -hmm, For sure. But I do find that there's creep you know, there's like yes. corporate creep. Yes. And that's a lot of uh, what I see, specifically my clients who have been in corporate for such a long time. I I almost have to like shake it out of them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a corporate hangover, isn't it? That you've got to- <laughs> I love that you just said that. It is a corporate hangover. That is, is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> there's, and there's so many things that you end up going, oh my God, I, I realize I'm only thinking of that way because it was something from that space. And it's totally okay for me to let go of that now. Yeah, it's just habitual. And so we just create a new habit, right? And the new habit is keep moving. It's good enough. Keep going, sister. Yeah, just keep tracking forward. That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. I love that. So one thing that I'd also like to know is because we've talked about taking action, you know, and getting started before you're really ready. But one thing that I think in my experience of starting an online business is it's such a kind of personal journey. You find out so much about yourself when you start and run your own business. Um, And I think for me, when I look back at my progress so far, all of the milestones or markers on the route have been mindset shifts. Those aha moments or things that really the pennies dropped for me. I'd love if you could share some of those key mindset shifts that have happened for you on your journey so far. A hundred percent. So talking back about corporate again, um, you know, the way that I found success when I did uh, events was by working 20 hour days on site and sleeping for four (laughs) hours. And I mean, I can remember a time when I was so tired on day, you know, seven of an event that I curled up underneath a a table in our staff office and (laughs) set an alarm for 15 minutes and slept on the floor. Right. Yeah. But the way that I found success there was essentially by giving, 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 giving Mm -hmm. all that I had without asking for anything in return. It's no problem that I'm not going to get a take to take a lunch today. It's no problem that I haven't peed since seven o'clock this morning because (laughs) I've been running around a convention center. It's no problem that I, you know, haven't slept more than four hours in five days. And so what I learned there is you find success and people in that space are mm-hmm. more complimentary of your, of your work. You mm-hmm. get raises, you get bonuses, you get promotions through burning yourself out. Yep. Yes. Right. If you're the la- first one at the office, last one to leave, right? Like that's the stuff that's, that's looked at as you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the startup space, you know, I, you would get emails at three, I would get emails at three o'clock in the morning from one of my bosses, wow. you know, and that's just how she worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really it's the, it was the gunners and the go-getters that, that, 
you know, exceeded in that space. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I knew to be true is the yeah. way that you find success is by burning yourself out and giving so that much grind and hustle. Yeah. And it was habitual. And mm-hmm. so I started my business and I worked myself into the ground again and again and again and again. And I mm-hmm. was so unconscious to it, but I would, you know, be crying in a corner in my house. Like, why am I so tired? And I'm like, yeah. oh, why am I so angry right now? It's because you haven't eaten all day because yeah. all you've been doing is working. Like, feed mm-hmm. yourself, woman. And now it seems so silly because I've, you know, I'm, I'm on the other side of that now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still a bit of a habit. I can work myself into it very quickly. But um, yeah, I would say that mindset shift is I don't have to burn out and sacrifice myself to yes. have success in my business. Oh. I can actually take care of myself and have just as much success, actually more. Actually more. Yeah. I was just about <laughs> to say that. Yes. I yeah. love that. I love that you said that because that's something I, I really, really want women with kids particularly and businesses to understand that sacrifice, hustle, overwhelm, they're not required. We don't have to do it that way. And something that you just spoke about there that really interested me was the fact that in the corporate space, you felt that you were giving, giving, giving. And something I've talked about before is I think that with motherhood, we give, give, give. And if we're not careful, then we just become so unused to receiving, to replenishing ourselves, to looking after ourselves. And actually, we are our family's biggest asset. We're our business's biggest asset, right? So I love that you made that mindset shift. And now that you're really vocal about actually, when I look after myself, everything's better. <laughs> so much better. You Because, right, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yes. But I did for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was there one particular moment that was that it kind of shifted for you? Or was, did it happen over time, that realization? There was a moment, um, and th- there's actually a private episode from Happy Thoughts show that oh, I share a lot of show notes. about, but I'm happy to, to talk about it. Um, yeah, so I had, you know, run myself into hole number 97 since starting mm-hmm. my business, and Lacey, my best friend, was in town, and, you know, we had put my son to bed, and I don't even know where my husband was. He must have been out of town. And I was, sit- I think I was sitting on the couch in her lap as if I was a child or a dog crying <laughs> You know, convulsing, and she's holding me, and she was like, okay, okay, so Mm. I think it's time that we, like, talk about treatment for your depression, and I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm not depressed, and she was like, okay, so you are, (laughs) and, you know, and she has a background in in counseling, so it's for her to spot those things, but I was so deep in it, I didn't Mm. even see that that was uh, happening to me, Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the phrase that I said to her that, and we shared this on the private episode and so many people reached out and said, wow, I really, I heard you on that and saw myself. Mm. And that was, um, I said to her, I don't have depression cause I'm functioning. Yes. I get up every day. I get my kid to school. I make his mm-hmm. lunch. I, you know, I do all of these things. So I don't have depression cause you know, depression looks like you can't get out of bed. Yeah. Depression doesn't always look like you can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So that was really the, the turning moment for me was my best friend, you know, crying yeah. on her. In her lap, and she said, "You have depression," and I was like, "Cool, okay." So now, oh, we have so that's the thing. Yeah, so interesting. So, yeah, that was wow. the, the turning moment for me. And listen, I'm not going to say it's easy. It gets mm-hmm. better and easier, but I still find myself, you know, at three o'clock, going, "Oops, I forgot to eat today. I should stop yeah. and go eat now." You know? Yeah. 
yeah, it, it takes some time for those kind of healthier habits to bed in as well. Don't you? And then it's easy for things to just slip back into old patterns if we're not careful, for sure. But I love that you talked about that because that's the other thing. It's not just that we need to look after ourselves sort of physically, but we need to look after ourselves mentally if we're going to show up online, show up for our family, show up for ourselves. You know, it's really important. I think mental health is just as important as physical health, right? And too mm-hmm. often do go hand in hand, but not always. But yeah, we have to protect ourselves otherwise we're just useless to everyone around us anyway so the thing that we think we're trying to achieve which is putting everybody else first isn't actually happening when we don't prioritize our own well-being so I love that thank you for sharing that because that's Mm. really wonderful and actually we'll link that private episode of the happy thoughts show as well in the show notes so that listeners can check it out and have a have a good listen to that as well amazing so well let's just dive straight into the happy thoughts show while we're on that topic so Tell listeners about what the Happy Thoughts show is and what sparked it off as an idea and how you two got going. So what's really funny is my best friend, Lacey, um, Mm -hmm. who is your coach and my business partner in Happy Thoughts, um, when she first started her coaching business, she asked me to partner with her on it. Oh, wow. Like, you know, four or five years ago, whenever this was. And I said, no. (laughs) I was like, I just, I... I think that that's a bad idea. And actually, we can blame this on my husband. My husband was like, it's a terrible idea to get into business with your best friend. Don't do that. So I was like, no. And I wasn't ready. And so it's, that was the right no at the time for sure. Um, but we, you know, she specifically, and we had kind of always had this idea of we're going to do something together. We're going to partner mm-hmm. on something together. And so then she had her online business. I had my online business. And what we felt like was there was one of two conversations going on in the online space. It mm-hmm. was everything is amazing. Yep. <laughs> Sunshine and rainbows fly out of my ass on the daily and <laughs> online business is just the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, or everything is awful and this is so hard. And we yeah. didn't see much in the middle. And we went, hmm, that's not actually the truth for us. The truth mm. is that both is true. Yeah. And so we just kind of thought, well, we want to talk about that. We have stuff that we want to share that's outside of business and more mm-hmm. in line with, um, you know, personal development and how mm-hmm. we have figured out how to find our own happiness in the midst yes. of business life and also, um, you know, depression, anxiety, mm. divorce, you know, yeah. Lacey got divorced last year, um, and has an autoimmune, you know, disease. Mm. And so we just kind of felt like we wanted to talk about more about truth for, for online business owners, but about their that. personal lives. Yeah. So we thought, what the hell, we'll do it and we'll see what happens. (laughs) I love that. I love that for a couple of reasons because I love it because you're so right that there aren't either people complaining and saying it's all so terrible or people just only showing you that kind of Instagram perfect view. Um, So I love having that balance that works so well on the show. But I also like the fact that it is about finding your happiness and finding paths to happiness, even when things look a bit shit, you know. Um, And I love that because it's really empowering because I think so often people end up feeling like, and this was definitely me in the corporate space, that life is happening to me mm. and not I'm happening to life or life is happening for me. And mm. so I like that. That gives people that sense of empowerment that actually happiness is something that they can cultivate mm. and that can still appear in the midst of adversity. So I love that. Always. Yeah. Always. And so what's it like working with your best friend? <laughs> You know, it's been been pretty good. I think that if it was our, you know, we both run other businesses. Mm -hmm. If this was our main business and main income driver, Mm -hmm. I think it would be a lot harder. But for us, it's almost like a passion project, you know? 
So while we take the work that we do seriously, we don't take it that seriously. Less pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't get jacked up if a post doesn't go out or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just not that big of a deal. Um, So it's pretty easy because of that. But if, Mm -hmm. if it was, you know, if that was our only business, I think it would be a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. That's interesting, actually. Yeah, because I've thought before, because I have like my best friend, actually, fun side note, I showed her, her and I were away for a weekend um, recently, and I showed her the happy thoughts check. I was like, you're going to love these two because I love them and I know you're going to love them. And she was like, oh my God, they're just like us, but more beautiful and American. Oh, and I was like, yes. <laughs> the American part is true, but the more beautiful part, not true. <laughs> but her and I have said before, you know, oh, it'd be so great if we could have some kind of business together. But I love that idea of it being a kind of passion project and not it being all your eggs in that basket makes it so that you can both show up for it in a really great way and doesn't put pressure mm-hmm. on the friendship. Love that. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah, it's great. And one thing that I've loved about watching you two start the Happy Thoughts show and then progress it into something that's actually monetized in some different ways now is that it seemed to me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that you spent a good long time actually just putting valuable content out there. Do you want to tell me about your strategy there? Yeah. Well, I would love to tell you that that strategy was super smart (laughs) and that we were, you know, very um, honestly building that strategy. But most of it, again, was, I don't know if laziness is the right word, but just we're both very busy people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we started it thinking, hey, this could probably make us some money at this point, but we're willing to see where it takes us Mm -hmm. and figure it out along the way. And so that was really our um, plan from the outset was we're going to show up. Hey, listen, this is a great marketing, uh, you know, channel for both of our other mm-hmm. businesses. So if nothing, yeah, if, sure. if nothing else works, it's mm-hmm. great for that. Yes. Um, and we feel like we can really impact people and help people through this show. So yeah, I mean, I think it was almost a year that we had the show before we even made a dollar on it. And in fact, yeah. it was costing us money because we had to hire a team and, mm-hmm. you know, people to help us write content and, help us, you know, with our website and all sorts of stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it really, it cost us money for a very long time before it made us a dollar. (laughs) I like that. I like that you shared that because, you know, it's nice that we have this balanced view with, with your story in that, you know, with your starting your VA and then OBM, the mentoring business, things happened really fast. You started making money very quickly. You had those really amazing wins very fast, but then also you have the happy thoughts show. And that was a bit more of a slow burn. And that, actually it gives people permission that it it gets to look like whatever's right for you where you are it you know there's no story that success has to take a long time but equally there's no story that it has to be overnight for you if that's not a comfortable fit so I I love that we've actually been able to sort of illustrate with your experience there those both that those both sides of the same coin and we would have made so many different decisions if we were only trying to make money in the business quickly. You know, yeah. what I, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. it would look like a totally different show right now if that's all that we wanted to do. But what we really wanted to do is see what happened and show up on a weekly basis and serve people. And so yeah. that's, I think that's why now it's very easy for us to sell out retreats and sell digital mm-hmm. products because it, it's just, it's coming from such a different place, you know? Yeah. And you let that build naturally and it just felt like very natural presumably then for your audience as well, rather than just yes. springing up and trying to sell from day one. Yes. They were like, "Where? it's been a year. Can we buy something Can from you buy something, please? I have my credit like, card here. Okay. Where do I put the number? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. And so I'd love to talk about what the blend of business and motherhood looks like for you. Oh, goodness. You know, here, when I first had my son, I had a very, um, I did not have an easy baby. Mm-hmm. And so I always had this idea in my brain 
I would have a, an age. Things will be so much easier when he gets mm-hmm. to this age. And so when he was first born, it was three months. Somebody yeah. somewhere had said, oh, once they three get months three months, they're so much easier. I'm like, oh, thank God. So then three months came and went and I was like, shit, 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 shit. I think, I, I think something's wrong here because it's not that much easier, right? And then my baby's broken. <laughs> my baby's broken. Help. So then, um, you know, six months and a year and I was like, okay, so I'm starting to notice something here. And the more people like you and, you know, people who, who really do share the truth of what motherhood looks like and Mm -hmm. not just all the, you know, cute, enjoyable things of which there are lots, but also there is lots of contrast as well. For sure. What I realized is almost across the board, that's really true for people is there's Mm -hmm. no, it doesn't really get that much easier. One thing might get easier right now. They're eating solid foods and now that's, you know, a whole different ball game, but then something yeah. else is harder because now they're throwing more temper tantrums. And, yeah. um, and so I think it's the same thing with balancing, um, my business and motherhood together is it's like, mm-hmm. we're, it's this constant, um, push pull almost yes. a little bit where one thing gets easier and I can, you know, do something over here in the business in a different way because I have some leeway in motherhood and then that switches again. Do you find mm-hmm. that that's true for you too? Hello? Oh, for sure. How you, you have one or two? One daughter. One. Yeah, yeah. She's six. Yeah. And okay. it's, yeah, it just, like you said, it changes. It's like a kind of constantly moving, slightly nebulous thing that it, I don't think that balance is something that you just figure out once, <laughs> you know, and apply the formula and I'm done. And it's not a kind of, neat division of hours and activities it's kind of I always say it's how do we feel but it's also for me I've made it a real priority that feeling of balance and being present with my daughter and I know that's one of the reasons isn't it why you started your business is because you wanted to be present and so do you agree that you have to kind of constantly have that in the back of your mind like am I maintaining that balance am I showing up like the kind of mom I want to show up as if not what do I need to tweak and refine so that you're only making minor adjustments, not letting things go way off, of course. 100%. You know, I think it's a really interesting, I, I often say, gosh, I wish I was one of those moms that just wanted to be a full-time mom. Cause I think, mm. and listen, this is not fair to say because nobody has it easier or harder. No. Um, nobody has it easier or harder and there's nothing easy about being a full-time mom. No. But, um, you know, I, I think I, I, this, this push pull thing is, is mm-hmm. it's hard. It's very mm-hmm. hard. Um, and I'm equally as uh, I, I prioritize the fact that I want to be a present and engaged mother in my son's life just as much mm-hmm. as I prioritize my business. Like they yes. both are so important to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, they're just constantly shifting and changing, but I totally agree with you. Yeah. And I think, um, I do you agree as well that sometimes we have to be okay with, you know, for the next week, you know, my son or daughter's not in school, so they need more of my focus. So the business is going to have to dial it back back a notch. And then two weeks time, I'm launching something. So I'm going to have to amp things up, you know, so it has to be this kind of give and take over time. And, you know, and it doesn't mean that you're wrong one week because you showed up less for your business or you're wrong one week because you worked more hours or something. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's the beauty of running your own business and specifically Mm. an online business is, you know, if my son is home for a week, I can still take a call while he's napping or work while he's napping or whatever, but I can also just block out my day and it's my day to block out. It's not somebody else's. Yeah. So yeah. Do you think it took you a while to get on board with taking advantage of that? Or was that something that felt quite natural from the beginning? It took me a while, yeah. for sure. I mean, my son is off of school on Monday for Martin Luther King um, Jr. Day. And I think this is the first time I like I told I asked my husband to take the day off too. Mm. So that we could go to the um 
so we could go to the zoo. And it's, I'm starting to allow myself to do things like that more. Yes. Whereas I would have stayed close to home so that I could get him down for his nap at one o'clock so I could Mm -hmm. work from one to four. You know what I mean? So I could still get everything in that I needed to get in. And I'm just now starting to go, oh, let me take advantage of this. This is so cool. You know? Because it's easy, isn't it? It's easy to forget that we are in control here (laughs) and that it's my business. I get to decide. Yeah, I think... I think, yeah, I think I've improved over time, but it was something that I was super intentional about when I started my business yeah. because I had I had, had um, my daughter, um, I'd been a mum for longer in the corporate space, I think, and I had a flexible, not very flexible, yeah. <laughs> work arrangement. And I just found it so difficult to try and make that work because actually that was very rigid and everything else had to fit around it. Mm. And where that had just not worked for me as a mother for so long, I was like, no, I'm done with that. This is going to be my priority yeah. is maintaining that sense of balance and being able to embrace time off with her rather than see it as like a inconvenience for my business mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so like when they have school holidays and all this kind of stuff so yeah so I think that it's only because I had such a poor experience of it in the corporate space that I was like no things are different this is top right mama's not doing this again yeah exactly <laughs> so is she she's in public or school like school school yeah, yeah. she's in regular school yes okay, yeah cool. yeah they start at age four here so you guys do everything better in Europe. We're so dumb here. I don't know about that. We no, don't I, I have disagree. maternity leave. We have no paid maternity no. leave. We're, you yeah. know, we're just yeah. idiots over here. Uh, Mind you, I think I keep, I could go into this conversation for ages, ah! but I think you guys do university education way better than we really? do. So, yeah, because you don't have to specialize from like day one. We have to pick a subject before we even start at university and then you're locked into that topic. So you can't change it. Time. No. Unless you start again, yeah. So. Okay, we do that different. Fine, yeah. You, yeah. fine. There's we do a lot that's different. Better. <laughs> also, we have a ton of rain. Okay, <laughs> Just fine. say. I know. It's, I live in sunny South Florida, so. Oh, yeah, you guys do weather better there for sure. We do weather a little bit better. Okay, fine. <laughs> I feel I better. Now. Yeah. Um. So I'd love to ask you about being a bit woo-woo, whether or not you embrace all things woo or do you dabble a little or do you run a mile um, in the opposite direction of anything woo-woo, where's your standing point there? So I believe in all of it to the fullest Mm -hmm. extent of the woo. Um, I'm just a lazy wooer. (laughs) (laughs) So if somebody, right, if there was a retreat or an event or a thing Mm -hmm. and somebody said, we're going to go zero to 100 and we're going to go all woo, I would be 100% in, but I'm just a lazy wooer and I won't do it for myself. So I I believe in all of it. I love all of it. It's just, there's only so many things that I can make a priority in my life and the woo fits in where it fits in. I'm so, I'm so going to use that, a lazy word, because I'm the same, actually. Like, you know, if someone's doing a workshop and I have time for that, I'll go along. And But then in between, I'm like, well, you know, with the really more the pure woo-woo side of things, like mm-hmm. crystals and, you know, moon ceremonies. And mm-hmm. I love, yeah, I like the idea of it a lot. And then I love just, it all. Yeah, yeah. Just don't practice it as much as yes. I would like to. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And has that been always true for you? Has that in increased since you've been in the online space I'm kind of interested to know so I think I'm I'm an outlier on this one in Mm. that um I grew it's always been a part of my life so I grew up with a mother who was so woo before woo was even cool I love that we were woo when woo was weird so I grew up with a mom who was reading tarot cards and Mm -hmm. I mean my mom 
is an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so she is just very attuned to things that are different. And, mm-hmm. you know, we grew up paying attention to the moon cycles and doing mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff like that. So it is very normal for me when I got into the online space. It wasn't like, whoa, what's this woo? I was like, so mm-hmm. this is normal. Keep talking, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm probably an outlier in that because I think most people don't grow up with all of this. Yes, probably not. I love that. Do you feel that anything about – so there's obviously there's the kind of more woo-woo out there with like moon ceremonies and crystals and things like that. But then there's the sort of manifestation, law of attraction, all of that side yeah. of things. Do you think that having that background or buying into that and believing in all of that – um, large body of things that we're just slapping the label of woo on top of has actually served you in, in business or in oh motherhood? Oh my gosh, of course. All mm-hmm. of it, right? I yeah. think from a motherhood standpoint, you know, if you just think of woo in a very basic sense of like instinct, gut feelings, mm-hmm. right? Like I have a feeling that something is going on here or isn't going on mm-hmm. here. I think that serves everyone in motherhood and in your business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think specifically in business, all of that I mean, Lacey and I run a whole course in uh, through Happy Thoughts called Happy Magic, which is essentially all about manifesting, you know, yes. anything that you want. And I mean, that shit works. Yeah. <laughs> that shit works. And I think the best thing is when people come into it and they're like, I don't even know what manifesting is. And they're like, oh, I, we just had a, a woman um, who came into the course and she was like, I don't really know what this is. And then, you know, she's done and she is moving back to her hometown, found the perfect house and found a daycare for her three children. Wow. Right. And she, because all that she did was she worked on manifesting all of those things. Wow. So anyway, yes, yeah. I believe in it and I think it's amazing and everybody should use it, but you know. And the thing is we're kind of using it whether or not we think we are. <laughs> <gasps> That's the scary thing. Yeah. So you may as well get down with it and start using it in a more intentional way. I think. Because yeah. you're always going to call in more of what you want, not what mm-hmm. you say you want. And I think this is really true. Like, um, you know, I'm sure everybody has that friend or had that friend that was always having drama happen in their lives because mm-hmm. they yeah. wanted more drama. They were manifesting yeah, thriving on it. Yeah. more drama. So, you know, I think sometimes when we um, talk about it in, you know, layman's terms mm-hmm. instead of manifestation, it's just, you know, you're just, yeah. you just want that. So that's what you get. That's what the yeah. universe is delivering to you or God or whatever you believe in, you know? Yeah. And if you so. say, I don't believe in manifestation or the law of attraction, all you do is manifest evidence <laughs> that supports that view. <laughs> yes. So yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I'd love you to tell me about your online service provider matchmaking yeah. service and where people can go and find out more. Awesome. So I will, uh, well, people can go to my website. It's www.sarahsarawiles.co. No mm-hmm. M because I'm cool like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because the M wasn't available. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. My husband actually contacted the woman who owns sarahwiles.com <laughs> and tried to buy it off of her. And she was like, she's a, I think she's a Native American photographer in oh, Wyoming wow. or somewhere. She's very lovely. She was happy to know that another Sarah Wiles exists in the world, but she was unwilling to sell us her domain. <laughs> anyway, so yes, if you hop on over to my website or if you click the link in the show notes, you will get mm-hmm. a form to fill out. So if you're interested in finding a virtual assistant, a project manager, mm-hmm. uh, an online business manager, any of those you know, services, um, you just fill out a form and I will prompt you and ask you all the questions that I need to try to find you a few mm-hmm. potential matches. Um, what's included in there is, you know, what's important for you? What tasks are you looking to outsource? What's your communication style? What's your budget? Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes it really easy for me to find the right person. Because what I, what I find so often is people say, I need a VA. Yeah. 
well, that's not enough information to find you a really great match. And I think that's probably why so many people have horror stories is they, you know, hire somebody because they are a VA Mm -hmm. and then expect them to know entreport and they've never touched entreport in their lives. Yeah. Okay. I love that as well because I think um, one of the things that you hear as advice a lot online is, you know, hire a VA, outsource because it's going to help you move forward, which is, yes, totally true in a lot of instances. And people say, well, how do I do that? And the answer is always, oh, go on recommendation. But if that person doesn't know anybody who has a VA who has been great for them, then, you know, wh- where are they supposed to go? So I love that that you are providing that service for those people. That's Yeah. Wonderful. And I usually try to provide more than one option so that that mm-hmm. people can have contrast, right? Go interview yeah. these two people and yeah. see how you feel. See who they kind of connect with and feels yeah. like they like I love that. Yeah. And lastly, can you please tell the Limitless Mothers where's the best place for them to connect with you more online? Yeah, I love Instagram. I'm an Instagram mm-hmm. uh I'm an Instagram lover. So um, my handle is at Sarah, S-A-R-A underscore Wiles, Mm W-I-L-E-S. That's the best place to find me. I do Mm -hmm. lots of stories on there uh, and I love chatting with people there. Um, You can find me on Facebook too, but Instagram is really the best place to find me. And you give good tips on there as well. Oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. And so we'll put links to all of that in the show notes so people can find out more at coreyjavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash Sarah Wiles. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been an absolute blast thank you for having me you're so fun thank you for listening i appreciate you so much if you've enjoyed listening to today's show make sure you subscribe on itunes or stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes it would make my day possibly even my week if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on itunes And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.